702, The World View with Adam Gilchrist. Right, from Nazareth to the rest of the world. Let's catch up now with news from elsewhere. Adam Gilchrist, a very good morning to you. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu has been quite clear. There will be no talk of a ceasefire. But Joe Biden now beginning to apply a little bit of pressure. Yeah, maybe a bit from afar, but Joe Biden has called for a pause in the Israel-Hamas conflict. I suppose the difference between a pause and a ceasefire is only time. A pause is essentially a short ceasefire, isn't it? There's no other explanation really for a pause in the fighting. In other words, Israel, uh, we hear this morning, has now encircled Gaza City, that there is fighting on the outskirts, that they are going literally hand-to-hand, door-to-door, street-by-street. But what would the pause do? It would, of course, allow aid to get in. It would possibly allow more civilians to be able to move uh, because some felt that it was unsafe to have gone south in Gaza. Um, Would it also allow Hamas to restock and uh, replenish and and maybe itself move and hide? It's a very, very tricky balance, but it's all about time. And at the moment, uh, it doesn't look like Israel is even going to pause. It wants to just go full throttle for the throats of what it sees as a terrorist organization that would carry out more atrocities against it. Uh, but yeah, calls from afar, not sure. Interestingly as well, by the way, um, all these people who are managing to leave Gaza through the Rafah crossing into Egypt, America is muscling in. It's got wide elbows and shoulders at the moment. And we're hearing about hundreds of Americans being able to leave and very few other nationalities. Again, I suppose the pressure from afar of America is a big player in all of this and and the rest of the world can go second, I think. Yeah, that tells you about all you need to know about America's position and involvement in the Middle East. Let's go down under now, Adam. Murder Mm. by mushroom? Yes. Here we are. Let me take you to a small town in Victoria in Australia on the 30th of July. And a woman called Erin Patterson invited some of her family around, well, technically her ex-husband's family. So her her former parents-in-law and her auntie-in-law and her brother-in-law, they all came around. Yum! Mushroom Wellington on the menu. But oops, we now know death cap mushrooms ended up in the mushroom Wellington in the pastry. Was it by accident? Or by design, three of the family died after becoming violently ill. And the brother-in-law was in a very bad way in hospital, but has, I believe, since recovered. Now, after 13 weeks of investigation, police have charged Erin Patterson with murder. She insists she did not intentionally poison her guests. And by the way, she also says that the mushrooms were not foraged. I don't know about you, but the moment somebody says, oh, I picked these out in the woods is the moment at which I would step back. No, thanks. But she says absolutely she bought the button mushrooms from a supermarket and some dried mushrooms from a Chinese grocer's and put them together. But she and her two children were unharmed by the lunch. So what is going on there? The homicide squad inspector in charge has acknowledged there's a lot of pressure to get this right internationally because after all, we're talking about it now as well. Yeah, my goodness. I mean, I don't know how you explain how you suddenly were immune from all of that. All right, Adam, it's a Friday let it be, or you can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, it is the Beatles versus the Stones. Uh, I mean, we've had some classic battles over the years. I'm thinking Blur versus Oasis at one stage. But here we are. We went right back to, I guess, 1963 would have been when it began. I think that's when the Beatles were already a phenomenon by 63. But the Stones had their first hit then. So they were vying with each other. Who do you prefer was, was one of the questions I believe asked the teenagers at the time. Are you a Beatles or a Stones fan? Here we go again. Because... Now and then, the reworked, remastered, re-recorded last ever Beatles song is out and four million views later. It's, it's interesting. It's kind of wistful. It's, it grows on you a bit, but it's also a little bit thin, maybe. It's a very much more of a John Lennon solo song, really, than a Beatles track, but it's out there. Versus the Rolling Stones, their album is out there. It's gone straight into number three in America's Billboard chart. It's their 38th album and the stones have now become the first act to reach the top 10 in the u.s album chart for every decade since the 1960s they've also hit the billion streaming mark so old rockers never die they just look that way who are you going with beatles or stones <laughs> we played um the new beatles track adam a little earlier on and yes the distinctive uh, thing you hear is a lot of john lennon it sounds like it's something from that Imagine era. But with all the reworking and technology and all sorts of gizmos, it also still sounds quite dated. I suspect this is going to be one for the fans. I'm not sure if it's going to win many new, um, but we shall see. Adam Gilchrist with this morning's Worldview.